0: Minute. I am your host, I'm Renly, and my guest, again,
1: it's Brian Lynch. Ahoy! Fresh from looking at a list of all of Dave Batista's tattoos to try to figure out what's on his fingers, only to find out that those are relatively recent, and it was an old article. <laughs> uh, this is minute 65. Our minute starts
0: at 1 hour, 4 minutes, and it finishes at 1 hour, 4 minutes, 59 seconds. It begins with Miles telling everyone... Wall in plain sight until that boat arrives that's what we're doing and ends with miles holding benoit butt to butt using him as a human shield (laughs) benoit says the sound was the hourly dong thing and miles responds with what and that's the end
1: presumably already mentioned on the show but i figure i'll ask it at this point do you know who does the voice of the hourly dong
0: is it joseph gordon levitt it is
1: joseph gordon levitt he is always in uh johnson's movies it was uh um, and, uh, you know, sometimes his lead, sometimes his little cameo, but he always shows up and uh, um, I like that guy looks out yeah. for his buddies, you know?
0: Heck yeah. So, uh, so we start off. Miles realizes whiskey isn't in the room or Andy.
1: Yep. Yeah. Andy left earlier after, um, Duke, uh, gave her the business, uh, whiskey presumably left in distress, but also, we didn't see that. Uh, right. And also missing are Duke's phone and rather more worryingly his gun.
0: His gun, even more worryingly his don't tread on me
1: holster. Yes. Um, <laughs> but those are for future co-hosts, uh, to, uh, deal with DTOM
0: with the snake. Oh yeah. Uh, whiskey is like, I gotta go become a red herring. So yes. See you later.
1: <laughs> um, I just hold on. I'm just gonna real quick um, uh, to bring up Agatha Christie again because those are um, uh, hugely influential on these. Um, Red Herring uh, actually uh, came around in 1807 uh, in a mystery story, um, uh, or I think it was just like an anecdote of like criminals using uh, smoked fish to distract scent dogs. Um, oh, interesting. And so that's how it came to mean. Uh, but in um, uh, Agatha Christie's uh, And Then There Were None, where people are dying in a way that matches up with a poem, one of them is a red herring swallowed one. Um, mm-hmm. And I I remember when I was reading that, because I guess spoilers for a book that's maybe about 100 years old at this point, um, that person turns out to have faked their death so that they could try to figure out what's going on. Um... Good call. But the person who talked them into doing that is the actual killer. Um, so they were intentionally setting them up as the red herring. And I remember thinking, like, are you really just signaling it that much? Both, And I asked this question to both Agatha Christie and the killer. You guys got that much confidence in yourself that you can just tell the audience, this one's a red herring. <laughs> And uh you know there there's a certain degree of uh swagger in that which uh which I admire, but there, then you got to worry about the old reverse red herring where the mm-hmm. red herring turns
0: out to be the fish that killed everybody
1: uh and then of course, on um the uh the scooby Doo babies t v show whatever that was called, where the um the local bully is named red herring uh and every single episode they suspect him of having committed the crime. oh, yeah, right, yeah, listen, there's a time period where all cartoons had baby versions. And uh, most of them were very bad, but I never need so to often, go back there, though. Yeah. I love it. Listen, you know what? Let's and let's do it with adult cartoons. Let's get Venture Brothers babies out there in the world.
0: Yeah, wow, like little little archers. See, I that one actually probably could happen because <laughs> they're. I was rebooting.
1: I was about to say is is that I I kind of wish. And I get why they decided to go back to the quote unquote real world, but like I loved those three genre seasons. Yeah. Where they were like this time it's tales of the gold monkey, this time it's space 1999, this time it's a noir movie. I wish they'd kept going with that. I'd love a, a medieval fantasy season of Archer or you know. Did you ever see uh Miracle Workers? Uh, Oh, yes, yes. Where every season is just like the same
0: cast and it has nothing to do with the previous season.
1: (laughs) They are, well, what it is, is they're all based on short stories by the same writer. Yeah, Yeah. by Simon Ridge, yeah. I love Simon Ridge. I do love that where it's like, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's not... Let's see what these characters are up to this uh, year. It's let's see what they're having Daniel Radcliffe do this season. Let's see what they're having Steve Buscemi do this season. That said, um, the first
0: season was my favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason the show is called Miracle Worker. It was the
0: strongest premise out of all they, of them.
1: They had a really good idea for one season. On the other hand, the second season did bring us Daniel Radcliffe stripping to the tune of she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Wait, I thought the second uh, one was the medieval one. Oh, you're right. That was the, the third, third one. Is the, the like Western Oregon Trail? Yeah, yeah the yeah. Oregon Trail. Yeah. yeah. Um. Good. Anyway,
0: stuff. we we should not use any more time talking.
1: About that. <laughs> yes, we've we've got a limited amount of time here. We've got a, we've got a sort of a hard out, and uh, well, the good news is that we already mentioned all the setup that gets done, which is right. dramatic twist, gun missing, dramatic twist, phone missing. What was on the phone? Who knows what? Where's whiskey? Where's Andy? Where's Duke's phone? just dinged it's yeah. must be here yeah I, I saw it we just heard it it isn't in any of his pockets well he must have uh. dropped it somewhere Let's just wait for it to ding again forget about his phone look and uh but we don't have to deal with any of the fallout so we don't really have to talk about it
0: can i ask you a question yeah do you ever get so like flustered the elo fiddle sticks
1: oh i like the way that blanc deals with cursing because it makes it so much more impactful when he actually does
0: Where's his stupid gun?
1: Oh, fiddlesticks. When did his gun disappear? He always has his gun. He always has it. Um, Fair. and so like, I feel like it was that when the when the F started coming out, it was almost a real one. And then he adjusted in time. Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. Well, it's, it's like uh, Ted Lasso, who's always like, oh, shucks. Oh, darn it. Oh, dang. And then so at the end of the season, he's like... We're gonna come back and win the whole thing, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And so it's like that's the impact. Or, yep, you watch BoJack Horseman? Uh,
0: I, I have, but I don't remember it that well.
1: Not obviously not a show that's afraid to deal with adult situations or adult language or anything like that. But they only drop one f word per season, uh, and it's always ah. when and it's always when somebody's relationship with BoJack is irreparably damaged. Oh uh, um, yeah, and so I feel like it's the same thing here, like. Johnson knows that in order for Blanc to drop an F-bomb or to something else, which he does later in the movie, um, it's an impactful moment. And so I think Blanc, as a character, is aware of that and he tries to avoid swearing. And so, you know, a fiddlesticks does come out there. Um, I I, I like a good cartoon swear. I'll throw out a consarnit or something like that.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, heck yeah, brother. (laughs) Uh, So, speaking of Illusions as we were in the last one. This whole mm-hmm. glass thing, the reason all the attention is drawn there is so that Miles can head over. Because we just heard the phone not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Miles is head over here as a way of like misdirecting everybody toward not misdirecting, because it actually is important, but directing people <laughs> yeah, towards the glass while directing. he well, yeah, it's directing, but so that no one's so everyone's looking in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And uh and I don't remember, I I think it th- it's already happened in this movie, so it's not a spoiler but there's a part where um uh birdie or whiskey some i think it's mm-hmm. birdie is like is like literally yelling look at me <laughs> Yep. like like and doing something and you're like m- my wife at, at, when we were watching the movie the first time was like oh that's obviously <laughs> trying to like get you to miss something <laughs> like who who yells <laughs> look at me in a mur- murder mystery unless you're supposed to be looking somewhere else yep and that was another like kind of a subversion because that actually wasn't the most important thing happening at that time or was mm-hmm. it i don't remember but anyway it, it was it wasn't the the, the, the big trick
1: um Man, it's, it's a festival of misdirection, which, uh, of course, you know, when we get into the, the spoiler section, we'll be able to uh, properly discuss. But, and Let's then, go course, there! Well, I will just say the final thing oh. is that the, um, the hourly dong uh, Miles was notably worried when it popped up. Which means we stopped seeing it. But at some point this evening, it was gone. When was that?
0: Andy. We need to find Andy. Andy? Oh, uh,
1: Mr. 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 Braun. <sighs> Oh, it's all right. It's just that hourly dong thing. What? And uh, we're gonna find out why next episode, but we don't get to yeah, talk about true. it. Yeah, that's true. But I figured we should mention it that the hourly dong was met with alarm. Uh, and why? Hmm, mysterious. Huh. Uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, can we can we get into the spoilers?
0: It's spoiler Friday. Happy spoiler Friday, everybody. Let's talk about spoilers. If you God don't want to know what happens in the rest of this movie, take your phone and crush it.
1: Destroy right. it. Kill it. It can't hurt you anymore. Um, so the big one that we were dancing around uh, on Wednesday was um, so obviously Miles Poison Duke. Um, I don't with, dance
0: with pineapple though even though we're yeah.
1: dancing around spoilers. <laughs> with the, uh, the pineapple juice. But that's why as you said his then so it was all like completely ad hoc because he only did it because Duke showed him on the phone. Hey look at that. I know that Andy is dead. Um and so it's like, oh yeah, that does change anything. So now from this point, Miles also knows that uh Andy is actually Helen. I don't know if he He seems a little self-involved to remember that Helen even exists, but he knows that it's not Andy at least. Um And so it's a real post out but then his decision to throw suspicion off himself by making himself look like the uh attempted uh victim you mentioned this before, that would never hold up because why would somebody try to kill him with pineapple? <laughs> so it's like rather than
0: temporary thing to get him out right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's why he's so desperately trying to make other people into the chief suspects so that when the time actually comes, then there's something else to point to. And that's why, hey, it's spoiler Friday. I guess let's also talk about Agatha Christie again. Um spoilers for murder on the Orient Express, you haven't seen it. That's why so many of the killers use each other as their alibis, Um, because if you think about what any one of them is saying, it doesn't click necessarily. But if each one of them is giving a contradictory piece of information, then the idea is the police aren't going to know which way to look. And it is to their bad fortune that instead of the police showing up, uh, a certain giant mustachioed Belgian showed up. Uh, it it is, is much harder to trick. It is
0: actually smart though to do that because if 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 mm-hmm. he thinks that he got that it was poison, then it even throws off more that like that he would have known that it wasn't that it was something benign, which is actually hard to think of because like mm-hmm. if if you gave some if you knew someone was allergic to pineapple juice, you gave them yep. pineapple juice. The easiest thing would be like oh they must have drank it by accident, but if you were like oh my god they must have been poisoned by. Mm-hmm by somebody who is trying to poison me, that's a way better defense. It seems like you're so far away from knowing the truth that, like, it, you can't know the truth. So it actually I suppose does like, makes sense. I kind of changed my
1: Miles's best. Miles best defense, if he thought about it then, would be to say, oh, yeah, I thought that Bahama breeze looked really good, so I threw together a little something like that in my own drink, and oh, whoopsie-daisy, I guess he picked it up. Uh, by mistake. But then of course that's where the lying flashback comes in that when you watch the when you rewatch the movie, uh, and that's why this is a movie that rewards rewatching, you do see him put the glass directly into Duke's hand, and Duke doesn't realize because he's reaching for his glass and he just thinks he's found it. And he's distracted by watching Birdie in her shimmery dress. Mm. Um and so yeah, it's it's honestly relatively elegant murder plan.
0: Good job, um, Miles. You almost got away with it. It weren't for those meddling kids and Benoit Blanc.
1: <laughs> Row. Um But uh yeah, so there's that. And then of course now the lights are gonna go out, which must have been planned in advance because well, unless he has a remote control or something, but I doubt it. So Oh that no,
0: pro- I, I do think that, that oh. this I don't think that he thought any of this was gonna come to a head during the
1: the weekend. You know what, it's, it's, um, he was already starting, because it's when Blanc said, you know, um, turning off the lights. So he must have, uh, put that into the programming right then, like, in case I need it, now I have it. Uh, because he doesn't have any original ideas. Uh, he can only take what other people have come up with, Mm. uh, and lay claim to it. The one thing Miles is genuinely talented at is screwing people over. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, right. There's it it there's this old EC comic uh, that I think one one Tales from the Crypt or uh, Vault of Terror or one of those um, where uh, there was this guy who was the creator of a comic uh, strip um, and he was the he was the artist he would do the uh, the pencils and the inks and um, his writer didn't get any credit and the writer was coming in and demanding credit and he was like all right all right I'll look over your contract once I finish setting up the panel borders. And then this other guy comes in and he's like, listen, I know you do the inks and the writing, but I'm tired of not getting credit for doing your pencils. And the guy's like, all right, I'll look into your contract later right after I finish setting up the panel borders. And then this other guy comes in. It's like, I get it. The writing and the pencil is the hard part, but I really deserve to be recognized for my inks. So it's like, tell you what, I'll look into your contract right after I finish. Setting. And so what it is, you know, the guy was. And of course, then he kills all three of them to protect his secret when they show up at the same time. And then they come back as zombies and uh, create their final comic using his blood. This is not that kind of story, but it is the same where like Miles is a guy who's really, really good at getting away with stuff uh, yeah. and and at, at setting things up and and making other people the fall guy for what he does and screwing people over and getting them out of what they should have. But you can only do that for so long because every single time you do it, you're creating another problem. Um, so you know
0: you know people criticize raiders of the lost Ark by saying it basically would have turned out the same if um mm-hmm. if indiana jones wasn't there yeah this is this is the opposite though all this stuff would have worked without yeah. in both of these movies benoit blanc mm-hmm. not being there means that they would have totally gotten away with both of those things absolutely so it's very satisfying to have him be essentially the co-protagonist of both films and also well, especially this one. I, I think in the first one he's not even the protagonist. But um but like it's definitely he needed to be there to do it. No one else was gonna figure it out. Pretty and I exactly. think that's that's pretty satisfying. Cause especially if he were like not even directly involved and then he wasn't that instrumental in figuring it out, it would be so
1: disappointing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, that's why uh, people have said this. That that's what makes Blanc uh so interesting as a you know, semi-protagonist, because in the first movie, we knew we were following Marta the entire time. And in this one, it's a bit of a reveal that Andy is not Andy, that she's Helen. Um, and, um, you know, and the, and she does take on a protagonist role from that point. And it's revealed that he's been supporting her the entire time, not yeah. been as much of the lead as we, the audience, thought um yeah i i i like to imagine ryan johnson directing this movie and then scampering about going i'm so clever um yeah. but in a good way not in an it kind of way. is <laughs> not not like not like when i imagine ari aster doing that and i'm like all right dude get over yourself um he's like
0: Jeff- he knows how to make things fun if you can get out of your own way mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. well, and that's, that's, his, that's his secret
1: that's why johnson movies bear up so much to rewatching, and not even just the mystery ones but like yeah. all of them you know um, whatever you think about The Last Jedi you know you can either think that it's good or you can be wrong um, <laughs> and uh, but like there is a lot that goes into that and Last Jedi uses again the, uh, the trick of um, uh, that he uses in both this and that with the flashbacks where Kylo remembers Luke raising his lightsaber in anger when what yeah. actually happened was he turned it on in contemplation but he had decided not to do it um but kylo wakes up sees that the lightsaber is on and remembers it as an attack even though it wasn't um, fair
0: also though like if yeah. i woke up and someone was pointing at me, I'd be like no i was just i was thinking about it but i didn't i wasn't actually gonna shoot you. i'd be oh, like yeah listen. hey don't have the gun in my room maybe
1: <laughs> well yeah I i do agree with that But also, I will say that anybody, uh, any any of you internet people who think like, oh, Luke Skywalker would never be tempted by the dark side. I'm like, have you watched the other movies? Yeah. Also, by the way, anybody who's like, Luke Luke would never, uh, uh, you know, go into hiding like that. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't know why you keep trying to blame Johnson. J.J. Abrams came up with that. But also, B, are you trying to tell me the guy that was trained by Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda would not... After a great personal failure, run off to hide on some backwater planet. Because that's yeah. what they do.
0: <laughs> Yoda's like, hide away from your problems, you must. And then your Obi-Wan's one's, Obi one's like, I agree. <laughs> yes, I agree. Definitely, definitely be out there by yourself
1: for a while. Yes. Now if you'll excuse me, I have to go build a bridge on this river. I I just watched that movie the other day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we only got three minutes. So, uh, hey. Hey, I'll Thank tell you what. so much
0: for being on uh, glass onion. W- what are your, what are your, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your plugs.
1: Uh, listen, I'll do the, uh, the short plugs, you know, we did it back and forth. And so both this time Tinseltown, if you like holiday movies and people arranging things into lists and good times with friends and wild digressions about whatever we can think of. And uh, uh, new and a bit alarming. If you like uh, shorter podcasts where people analyze uh, everything from um, the bizarre Pirates of Penzance parody, the pirate movie to the the kind of pretty okay. Remake of Aladdin (laughs) or the very, very bad remake of the Lion King. (laughs) Right
0: on. Uh, You you know, you can follow the Twitter for this podcast at glass onion, man. We got a lot more of this podcast to come. So definitely come back next week, but also come back next season. And we hope you'll come back to Brian. I would love to. Uh, I've been your host this week, Nay Renly. You can find me at uh, Calvin and Hobbscast, where I talk about every episode of Calvin and Hobbs. And by episode, I mean the strips, because that's a comic strip. You
1: know what? <laughs> what do you call them? Paper episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the paper episodes. But yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you. Have a good Have a good night
1: or a good morning. And may all your onions be glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Farewell, fiddlesticks. <laughs>